Hello, everyone. It's me again, Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across America. The title and subject today's podcast is Avoiding Bad Commercial Real Estate Deals. So in this podcast, you're going to discover how to avoid getting into a bad commercial real estate deals. And you do that by, by always thoroughly investigating every facet of the deal before you close. And the name for this pre-closing investigation is called due diligence. Due diligence. And to ensure you don't get into a bad deal, you must do your due diligence. So in this podcast, you're going to learn what due diligence is and the reasons why we do it. Uh, number two, seven important facts to know before starting due diligence. Number three, seven due diligence tips that can save you a fortune. Number four, a critically important due diligence formula. All right, so do not do a deal without this. And number five, I'm going to share with you our due diligence checklist and share with you how to get a copy of my very own checklist uh, at the end of this podcast. Okay. So let's get started here. <clears throat> Number one, I want to share with you uh, what due diligence is and the reasons why we do it. All right. So number one is the what. Uh, due diligence is the process of doing your homework on the property. And it is the process of checking, of double checking and confirming any important information that was used as a basis to determine if this deal is a good one, an average one or a bad one. All right, so this process takes you on an information gathering, fact-finding mission. And proper due diligence takes persistence and actually weeks and sometimes months to accomplish and is not to be used as an excuse to back out of the deal, but due diligence is primarily a means to protect you financially and legally. All right, so that is the what. Now, let me share the why with you. Proper due diligence will... Enable you, enable you to uncover potential problems with the property. Uh, I sometimes call these elephants underneath the carpet. All right. So elephants underneath the carpet before the deal is closed. The key is before. Okay. So these, uh, these and any potential problems can be very costly, uh, time, money, legal, and can turn a good deal into a bad one very quickly. An educated real estate investor knows and understands the importance of completing their due diligence. All right. So, but unfortunately, commercial real estate does not have the consumer protection laws that residential real estate has. All right. So there aren't too many laws there to protect us uh, commercial guys. So it is a very much buyer beware type of uh, transaction type of business from here on out. All right. And I want to say in closing, I want to give you a a proper mindset to have when you're doing your due diligence. So to do the best job of due diligence, uh, you must have the mentality, the mindset of the seller is guilty until proven innocent. Let me repeat that. The seller is guilty until proven innocent. Don't believe uh, any seller provided information given to you initially. Assume in your mind that it is incorrect and your job is to prove is to prove whether the information is correct, true and accurate. All right. So that's the mindset 
I want you to have from this day on. Okay, so uh, let's move on to seven important facts to know before starting due diligence. All right, number one is it will cost you money to perform all of these tasks. So be prepared. Uh, most monies like travel expenses, certain property ports, reports are not refundable. So due diligence, there is a cost, and it is a cost of doing business. So um, we would do our best in this training to prepare you to do a lot of pre-due diligence before you spend any money. All right. So um, uh, number two, if you are sensing that uh, you're running out of time on your due diligence uh, on one of your contingencies, it is absolutely okay to ask for an extension. All right. In most due diligence, uh, for example, your 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 physical inspection due diligence, uh, where you get to look at the property for for thirty days, um, sometimes it takes longer. So it's okay to ask for an extension. Just make sure you ask for it in writing, and make sure everybody is is uh, is is agreeable with signatures. Okay. Um, thirdly, in almost all cases, you will have to ask for an extension because. Your findings have deemed it necessary or the seller was delayed in sending you documents as the contract promised. So uh, just be prepared. In mostly all cases, you're going to ask for an extension. Number four, uh, your findings from your due diligence will almost always, again, set you up for renegotiating the deal. It's absolutely normal, typical. It's okay to do. It's expected and is, and is part of the game. You will find some listings that will use the word as is, <clears throat> buying as is. I mean, I'm going to tell you that there is no such thing as as is. It's always uh, negotiable, always, all right? Always renegotiable once you find stuff out. There's no such thing as as is. All right, and um, fifth, always keep your strategic, I'm sorry, always keep your exit strategies in mind when performing due diligence. Uh, some of them may no longer apply once the stones are overturned, right? So I suggest you go into due, due diligence with two or more planned extra strategies. All right, number six, a simplified business plan should be developed near the completion of your due diligence. All right, you should already have a business plan of what you plan on doing with this property uh, before you start due diligence, before you start spending time and money. For example, if it's a rehab, I want you to think about all the things required in a rehab. Uh, time, money, all right, and what the problem is going to turn out to be. Is, is it really worth it? All right, all these things you should think of before starting due diligence to, be, to properly prepare yourself. Okay, and the last important fact to know before starting due diligence is there is a Proverbs in the Bible. It's, it has wise words concerning due diligence. It says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. All right. So basically, that means that when you are diligent, uh, when you make plans, that's going to lead to profit. But when you are doing things in a very hasty, hurried way, that leads to poverty. All right. Okay. So let's move on. I want to move on to uh, seven due diligence facts or tips that can save you a fortune, all right? All right, seven due diligence tips that can save you a fortune. Number one is, I need you to be present. Number one is to be present. I need, to be, I need you to be present physically, 
emotionally and spiritually. You see, due diligence is a very, very important part of commercial real estate. If you're uh, physically ill, if you're not doing well mentally or spiritually or something's going on with you, I suggest that you put your due diligence on hold or get someone else to do it for you. The last thing you want is to miss something very important that's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road because you missed it because of the stuff you're going through. All right. So number one is to be present. Number two. All right. Number two, very practical is I need you to know how many days you have to perform your due diligence. All right. Again, most contracts will give you 30 days. Know the exact start and end dates of your due diligence. It is not the realtor's or the real estate agent's or your partner's responsibility. It is yours. What you have stake here is your earnest money. If you put if you put up five thousand, twenty five, a hundred thousand dollars in earnest money, and you don't keep track of your due diligence days, that uh, earnest money could be could become non refundable. You could lose it. All right. So know how many days you have to perform your due diligence. Number three is. Make sure your purchase contract has the following four contingency clauses at a minimum. Okay. Make sure your contract has these four. Number one, you need a um, clause for a contingency clause for inspections. Okay. These are physical inspections. Number two, title contingency. Make sure the title is clean. Number three, financing contingency. Make sure you can get your financing in time um, before this period runs out. And number four, uh, this is the one that people most forget. You need an appraisal contingency. All right. And um, most contracts don't have it. I want you to add an appraisal contingency. Basically, it says that uh, this deal is contingent upon the appraisal coming in for the purchase price or I can back out. All right. All right. Number four, the fourth due diligence tip that can save you a fortune is never believe what the real estate agent tells you verbally in terms of any financials, such as income and expenses, all right? Get everything in writing. It is absolutely your responsibility to to double check. So never believe anything that was said verbally, never, all right? Number five is, I want you to ask a local property manager to do a drive-by for you, all right? You need to get a thumbs up or thumbs down from that property manager on the location and initial property condition, all right? So if if you find a property, Call your property manager, have them drive by, have them give you a thumbs up. It's great. I like the location. I like the property. Or have them give you a thumbs down saying, hey, this is in a very, very bad location. The property is the pits. It's a high crime area. That's a signal to you um, to not pursue this deal. Don't waste your time. Um, you can quickly go online, too, for some of this. Um, we use a website called crimereports.com to do a quick check on crime in the area, okay? CrimeReports.com. Okay, number six. I want you to always follow around the professional inspector and ask questions, right? So when you do your physical walkthrough with your inspector, with your property manager, ask a lot of questions, follow them around, especially when beginner, believe me, this is this will be like a mini seminar for you, all right? A, a mini uh, classroom education, that you can't get in a classroom, all right? So it's a great source of education and practice for your next deal, for example. All right, number seven. All right, number seven. I want you to keep an eye open for the word performa or pro forma in any evaluation or analysis given to you, 
All right. So when you hear the word per, per forma or pro forma, it's not the truth. It's not actual. All right. These are projected numbers. So never based your deals or your, your, your return on investment on per forma or pro forma. All right. Okay. Let's move on here. Let's move on to a critically important due diligence formula. <clears throat> One of the most important things to know when you're buying any business, real estate included, is at what point are you breaking even? The key to understanding uh, what that point is before you is is to is before you buy the property is. I'm sorry. The key to understand uh, the key is to understand what that point is before you buy buy the property and not afterwards. All right. You want to know what the break-even point is before you buy it and not afterwards. That's where a lot of investors go wrong. All right. Would you buy a business, a a million dollar business and not know how much money you need to break even? No, you would not. All right. So don't do it with with real estate, especially commercial estate where income is is cash is king. All right. Now <clears throat> the break-even point is the point where after calculating the income, expenses, and mortgage, you know what percentage occupancy you need to obtain to begin cash flowing. All right. And just as important, if you were to go below this occupancy percentage, negative cash flow begins. All right. So break point, break, uh, the break even point is very important. So hopefully now you can see how important this is to know before you buy the property. Right. Every uh, smart investor needs to know their break-even point. All right. Now, uh, wouldn't it be easy, or wouldn't it be great to know how to how easy it is to calculate it? It's very easy. So to calculate your break-even point, I want you to, to do this: uh, add up all of your properties' um, operating expenses and mortgage payments, and divide it by the gross potential income. All right. And gross potential income is what the property of the income what the income of the property would be if you were 100% occupied. So the formula basically is uh, annual operating expenses plus annual mortgage payments divided by the gross potential income, you know, annual. And that equals your break-even point, all right? So it's very important. A quick example, you could have operating expenses of 100000 uh, mortgage payments of 40000 gross potential rental income of 200000 so basically, you have one hundred thousand plus plus forty thousand, which is one hundred forty thousand divided by two hundred thousand equals seventy percent. All right. So this means at seventy percent occupancy, you are breaking even cash flow wise. Anything above seventy percent occupancy, all right, means every dollar above that, every percentage point above that is cash flow positive. And conversely, if you drop below seventy percent, then you are in negative cash flow. Now that now, can you see now how important that is to know uh, going into a, a commercial piece of commercial real estate? All right. The last thing I want to talk about today <clears throat> is the due diligence checklist. All right. Uh, if you were to go on to our website, uh, I am going to provide for you the uh, actual uh, checklist that we use in our company to do our due diligence. Our due diligence takes. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's probably, I don't know, close to 10 pages long of checklists of things, of things you have to check. Again, I'm, I'm going to repeat this. When you buy a single family home, 
the seller has to give you all these disclosures, legal disclosures, saying this and that and where and what about the property. You see, in commercial, they don't have to do that. There's there's no disclosures given at all. It is buyer beware. All right. So that's why we need all these pages. And that's why we have 30 to 45 days to do all this investigation. All right. <clears throat> so back to checklists. So let's look at due diligence as a process and as a flow of getting uh, these things done. Splitting it up into uh, three categories uh, will make it a lot easier to follow and keep track of. So the three categories I split due diligence up into are physical due diligence, financial due diligence, and legal due diligence. Now, the reason why I'm not breaking the list down uh, with you is because it would take about an hour or more to do this on this recording here. So uh, uh, again, if you go to our website and uh, find the uh, the video on uh, you know due diligence or how to avoid a bad commercial deal, and um, if you click on it, it'll take you to a uh, link uh, with all of my checklists. All right. So number one is the physical due diligence checklist. This involves physically stepping onto the grounds and interior of the property. And much like a home inspection, you'll be checking the integrity of exterior, the interior, the structure, electrical, plumbing, and heating, all that stuff. And you'll also be conducting a rent survey for marketing purposes. Now, again, I could go on for an hour of what physical due diligence entails, but just uh, take my word for it. Go on to the website and see how extensive this list is. All right. Number uh, the second part of the due diligence checklist is a financial due diligence. All right. So here on this financial uh, checklist, you're going to verify all the financials that were given, shown, and shared with you. This includes all income expenses, income expense data, taxes, insurance, utilities, you know, all these things, and a whole bunch of other things. All right. The third one is your legal due diligence. For example, the property's <clears throat> title the survey, any third-party reports, zoning, code compliance, warranties will be thoroughly examined, all right? And the checklist includes much, much more, all right? All right, so again, this checklist is available online, and you can see um, uh, how thorough and how extensive uh, and how important due diligence is, all right? Okay, so I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can get access to even more great resources at commercialpropertyadvisors.com or you could uh, subscribe to this podcast and uh, and listen to more of these podcasts. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast on avoiding bad commercial real estate deals. I'll see you at the next recording.